Hello, beloved, and welcome to this week's Bible study or our weekly Bible study. And in our Bible study, we are busy looking at the Holy Spirit as God, that the Holy Spirit, in fact, is God. Now, remember, I've said all along when we talk about the fact that the Holy Spirit is God, that it's, you know, in our Christian walk, we must always ask, what does the Bible say about a subject? What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit being God? Now, it's important that when we study the Bible concerning the Holy Spirit, then we find out that the Holy Spirit's characteristics actually shows us that He is indeed God. That's one of the things we're going to look at in this Bible study. Before we continue, though, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can study the Holy Spirit, that we can study your Word that reveals to us who the Holy Spirit is. And thank you so much that we have learned so much already. We pray, Father, that you will please, as we continue to study the fact that the Holy Spirit is God, that um, you will please open it up to us, reveal to us what needs to be revealed, and help us to understand. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the Holy Spirit's characteristic shows us that he is indeed God. I mean, there are certain things that are only true about God, and we know that. Ne? When we find that these things that are true only about God, that they are also true about the Spirit, then we can say without a doubt that the Holy Spirit is God. Now, for example, only God is life. Only God is omniscient, which means he knows all things. Ne? He knows everything. Only God is omnipresent, or no, uh, yeah, omnipresent, which means He is present everywhere at the same time. And only God is omnipotent, which means He ha is He is all powerful. And only God is eternal. Only God is holy. Only God is love. Remember, God doesn't love. God is love. God is not a spirit. God is spirit. So, God is love, God is truth, and God is wisdom. And these are all things which are true only of God. Nah? Which means it's true of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And in different passages throughout Scripture, we basically see that these things are true about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in different passages of Scripture, whether it's life or the fact that He's omniscient or omnipresent or uh, omnipotent or eternal or holy, um, whether He's love or truth, all these kind of things. We, we see in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is included. But these things are only true about God. So the Holy Spirit let's say, in his characteristics, basically shows us that he is God. Then we can also say, the Holy Spirit's works, the things that the Holy Spirit does, shows us that the Spirit is indeed God. Now, there are certain things that only God does. No? And when we find that the Holy Spirit is actually doing these same things, we can say, that he is God. For example, uh, the Holy Spirit was and is involved with creation. Okay, remember right in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters or brooding over the waters. 
the Holy Spirit was present at creation and he was involved in creation. The Holy Spirit, uh, how can I say, was and is involved in the sinning of Christ, in inspiring the Bible, uh, in giving new life. The Holy Spirit is involved in, in enabling us or helping us to pray. The Holy Spirit is the one who is involved in directly in our sanctification. Uh, he's the one who enables believers to be holy or to live as ho um, holy lives. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps believers. And he is the one who convinces the world of sin, righteousness and condemnation. Right, so he convinces men of sin. That's all work of the Holy Spirit. So he's, that's what he is involved in. Now, if those works that the Holy Spirit is involved in are the works that God does, then, beloved, it's clear that the Holy Spirit must be God. He is God. Okay? So we've seen that the Holy Spirit, um, his characteristics shows us that he is God. And then we also see that the Holy Spirit's works shows us that he is God. And then we also see that his relationships, you know, his relationship, sorry, with the Father and with the Son shows us that the Holy Spirit is God. Now, in different passages in the Bible, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are actually shown to be equal to one another. And together they are basically God. Now, if we go to Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4, we read the following. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You remember, Ananias and Sapphira, they sold a piece of land. They brought some of the money, not all the money. They brought some of the money to the apostles because that's what the people did in the first congregation. They sold what they had and they gave it to the apostles. But Ananias and Sapphira, they sold their piece of land and they brought some of the money to Peter and they actually indicated that it was all the money. And in that sense, they were actually lying. And Peter, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, he picked it up immediately that uh, Ananias and Sapphira was lying. So now Peter comes and he confronts Ananias and he says to him, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Can you see immediately now? There's an interesting thing. The lie, it, and I mean it was their money. They could do with the money whatever they wanted, but they lied. And, and that is a characteristic not of God, not of a saint or a Christian. That's a characteristic of the devil. So now he asks, Peter asks uh, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Then he says, and, and keep back part of the price of the land for yourselves. While it remained... Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Now why have you conceived this thing in your heart? And then he says, You have not lied to men, but to God. Ah, interesting. So in verse 3, Peter basically tells Ananias that he lied to the Holy Spirit. And in verse 4 he says, You lied to God. You didn't lie to men, you lied to God. All right, so... Peter, actually, in what he says there, he is telling us that the Holy Spirit is God. 
All right, so if you lie to the Holy Spirit, you're lying to God. Okay, so because the Holy Spirit and God is equal. There's no difference whether you lie to the Spirit or lie to the Son or lie to the, to the Father. If you lie, you're lying to God. Okay, that's very, very important. So in the relationship that we see between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we can see that the Spirit is God as the Father is God and as the Son is God. Now, when we go to a verse like uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, for example, the Great Commission, Jesus sends out the disciples uh, and he says to them, uh, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Can you see the equality? Between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if we baptize disciples, if we baptize somebody that came to faith in Jesus Christ and walks the walk with Christ, a disciple of Christ, which means a follower, someone who walks in the footsteps of Christ, when we baptize that person, we baptize that person in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we don't make a distinction between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I know there are people... Uh, Groups that call themselves Christians who baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, when Jesus actually told us to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right, so if we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it tells us that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are equal. Okay, and that tells us that the Holy Spirit is then, He's God. Now, another passage of Scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. And we read there, uh, it's like a, a benediction. Eh? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Also one of these beautiful ones where in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, it's the Great Commission and we need to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And here in 2 Corinthians 13, when when Paul basically says goodbye to the Corinthians, he says that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, that's God the Father, in communion with the Holy Spirit, be with you all. And once again, he's placing the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Spirit on exactly equal terms. So, God is God the Father is, is God, God the Son is God, and God the Holy Spirit is God. And this tells us that the Holy Spirit is God. Okay, in Romans chapter 8, that's another passage of Scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. We read the following. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, so it speaks about the Spirit of God that dwells within us, and then he continues to say, Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, and talking about the Spirit of God, né, that dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. So once again, we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was the Father who raised Christ from the dead through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um. So that at the end of the day, uh, we can say that the Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all equal. And through that, we can say that the Holy Spirit is indeed God. 
it's it's so beautiful to to see all right so when we look at the holy spirit that he is god we can say that the holy spirit's characteristics shows us that he is god okay it clearly shows us but also the holy spirit's works shows us that he is uh, indeed god and the holy spirit's relationship with the father and the son shows us that he is god isn't that amazing it's so so awesome to read the scriptures and to find these truths and just to enjoy uh how can i say the the truths of these things of of the fact that the holy spirit is god and we don't have to talk about the holy spirit as a power or the holy spirit as a as an influence or the holy spirit as a uh yeah a force we don't have to talk about the spirit as as such we can talk about the holy spirit as being fully god as the father is fully god as the son is fully god so likewise the holy spirit is fully god so when we talk about the holy spirit we are talking about god god the spirit and and that's just absolutely amazing fascinating to to look at and to enjoy now beloved we've come to the end of this um, session about the spirit is god uh, we're not finished with the Holy Spirit yet. We're going to look at some more aspects of the Holy Spirit. But, beloved, we need to, how can I say, embrace the the teachings of Scripture so that whenever someone brings something that is contrary to the teachings of Scripture, that we can actually then, I don't want to use the word refute, but yeah, we can use the word refute, but that we can speak the truth, that we can basically show people the truth so that people can get to know the fact that the Holy Spirit is indeed God. There are too many voices that makes the Holy Spirit less than what Scripture makes him. And, and there are too many voices, I believe, that makes the Spirit do things that are contrary to Scripture, that are contrary to the character of God. Uh, it's very easy to, if you l- look at the Holy Spirit or you see the Holy Spirit as a force, for example, uh, or some power, and, and it's, he's, he's immaterial. If you look at the Holy Spirit like that, it's very, very easy to uh, allow the Holy Spirit, or not allow, but uh, it's very easy to, to then... <laughs> kind of say that the Holy Spirit does things that are contrary to the character of God. And it's so simple because it's happening. It's, it's unfortunately happening in, in big, huge churches, in huge meetings of people for healing and all these kind of things. They ascribe things to the Holy Spirit that you won't even find in Scripture. Like that one that I've, I've shared with you with regards to Jesse DePlantis where he speaks to the Holy Spirit as if the Holy Spirit is, is right there. When he bought that bike, he said to the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit said, nice bike. Um, and Jesse said to him, jump up, you know, get on, let's go for a ride. That kind of thing. That is completely out of character for the Holy Spirit. But yet, that's what um, Jesse DePlantis does. He he. How can I say? He portrays the Holy Spirit as something other than who God is and how God has revealed himself in Scripture. Remember, 
we can say, yeah, we've got all the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works uh, because the Holy Spirit's work is different to the work of the Father and the work of the Son. It is different. But when it comes to the character of the Holy Spirit, the character of the Holy Spirit is the same as the Father and the same as the Son because the Holy Spirit is as much God as the Father is God and the Son is God. And we need to remember that. Okay, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to come to you. And thank you so much that we can see clearly that the Spirit is God. Father, as you are God and Christ is God, likewise, the Spirit of God is God. And wow, thank you so much that we can see those characteristics. Look at the characteristics of the Spirit and then just look at what's happening in the world around us and in the churches around us and test to see whether the characteristics of the Spirit in Scripture is the same as what we see and that we will be able to discern and then at the end of the day uh, be able to make good choices and uh, to know that uh, we need to follow the Holy Spirit as God and not as some force or some power. So we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that his face will shine upon you and that he will give you his peace. And as you go through this week, that you will be reminded by the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit indeed is God, as the Father is God and the Son is God. So God willing, until next time, uh, God bless. Bye-bye.